Hello and welcome to the first episode of Leadership Matters podcast. The purpose of this mini-series of podcasts is to explore leadership from different perspectives. What can we learn from the past? What's required for the future? And where can we draw inspiration from? Today, I am delighted to be joined by Grant Ritchie. Grant is a Fellow and Associate Director of CDN and a former principal at Dundee and Angus College. He sits on a range of boards and committees, and he was awarded the SQA Fellowship in 2017. Grant is really passionate about the ways that colleges can transform the lives of people in the community. And he wants to see colleges driving economic recovery and working with businesses to make sure that the right skills are in the right place, right thing. And of course, that takes leadership. Now, over the next 30 minutes, Grant and I will be chatting about his leadership journey, what helped and hindered that journey, and what advice he'd give to emerging leaders. So welcome, Grant. Thank you very much indeed, Valerie. Thanks. I'm delighted to be asked to do this. And it's just it's just great to have you. But you've spent many years working in education and particularly in the college sector, both sector, both as a lecturer and laterally as a college principal. Tell us a bit about your leadership journey. I think my leadership journey started as soon as I kind of walked through the doors of the college as a lecturer. I came into a very small department and it was called Life and Social Skills at that point. And we were teaching uh, we're teaching life and social skills, communication and all of that to largely YTS kids. This was the mid 80s. There was a lot of YTS programs coming into colleges. And it was a tiny department. It was only me and one other one other person, but, but with a, a department leader. And the department leader was a phenomenon. You know, um, it was actually Linda Mackay who ended up becoming principal at Fort Valley College, chair of the the Trossachs National Park and, and, you know, and, and a whole lot of other things. And, and she was tremendous. And I was just struck from the minute I walked in by just the way Linda got things done. You know, and to be operating in a tiny department in a college, which is kind of hostile largely to things like YTS. At that point, colleges still some sort of very academic organisations, you know, um, mm-hmm. teaching towards exams, set syllabus and all this kind of stuff. So it would be doing the types of work that we were doing, which was very kind of community-based and very experiential and all that, you know, it wasn't really the done thing. But the way that Linda got things done and the way that she just exercised leadership and, you know, was not scared to go national with ideas and bring people into college with, you know, at a kind of a, a national level, it was, to me, it was just stunning. And it opened up watching her then progress and the progression of our department, watching all that just kind of, opened up for me that you can do anything in a college you know there's 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 no limit to what you can achieve if you really set your mind to it and if you get the right conditions and if you get the right team and if you get the right ideas then there's absolutely no limit to what you can achieve so I think my leadership journey started absolutely at that point you know, within the first couple of weeks when watching Linda operate just just kind of opened my eyes to what a college could do and I think I was lucky and, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I ended up in the same college for all of my kind of career, which is highly unusual, but it's the way it worked. But there was a series of really good leaders that I, I came across, you know. One was the deputy principal at the same time I was there in, in Dundee, David White, who was terrific. Uh, Ian Ovens, who came in as a principal when the principal that 
originally there left was a terrific principal and had great ideas and, and knew how to lead, you know. So Christina Potter and followed him. So I've seen a series of really, really, I've worked very closely with a series of really good leaders, you know. And it made me actually really contemplate and think very hard about leadership, you know, and mm. and and begin to exercise it myself, you know, from a very, very kind of early age, you know, but just try to seize the initiative on some things and just try and be bold, you know, be bold and 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 try and make things go in a certain direction and, and see if you can do it, you know. And you pick up skills along the way and you I, I ended up uh, formally studying education leadership and many years later I did a kind of mm. master's in educational leadership and that was quite interesting, you know, came across a lot of interesting stuff there. So, you know, it's I'm not saying I set out to be a college leader and, you know, it was a, a path I had absolutely, you know, decided I was definitely going to do. It just kind of opened up, but I was found myself tremendously influenced by really good people around me, you know, and by watching Well, I'm, I'm really, I'm really inspired by that. Genuinely really inspired by that, that, that you could look around and that you could see people who were good leaders. And then that inspired you to be a leader. But, so you named a few, but tell me, what was it about them that made them good? Well, I think Ian Ums is a really interesting uh, principal. Ian died just a couple of years ago, and he was a complete kind of workaholic, you know, and he did loads of work for SQA, did loads of work mm. for College of Scotland or whatever it was called at that point. You know, he was he was constantly working and constantly on things, and he was a pretty difficult guy to kind of get along with. He didn't suffer fools at all, you know, and okay. uh, he, if he didn't like it, you knew, you know, and he, I could, I've seen him be, pretty brutal to people you know in meetings you know and because he the way he operated you know he operated up at he, this level all the time you know and if you fell below that you know he soon kind of sussed you out so there was a kind of a, a sense with him that I he was a bit scary you know as a leader but also the ideas that he had and the way he presented them and his desire always to be ahead of the game and thinking of the next thing and and you know developing the next idea and developing the next idea and taking on government over that, taking on the funding council over that, making sure that, you know, the, the voice of the college sector was heard and all that kind of stuff. That was really impressive, you know, and I, I thought he was really impressive. He had this reputation as being quite fierce, but when he went in to talk to staff in big groups and presented, you know, there was something about the, the strength of his ideas, really, that I thought was really good and really important. I, mean, I remember saying to him at some point when he was doing, um, a series of briefings, you know, and he was he was doing a lot of work with the, the the crowds that were coming in, and he was getting a lot of Q and A, and he was getting a lot of people in groups and talking and thinking. And I actually said to him, "Make sure you get plenty of yourself in in these presentations, because him doing his thing was just so uh, interesting and and so powerful, you know. And it, he really looked and talked as if he was, you know." streets ahead of everybody else, you know, in terms of his knowledge and in terms of where the sector was going and his knowledge of where the sector was going and all that kind of stuff. And that, I think that was really influential uh, to me in terms of, A, in terms of the range of things that he was involved in made me think, right, I need to get involved in some of these things, you know, I need to get involved in some of these national things. I need to work out, you know, where to put my energies 
mm. I'm going to develop the skills to become a leader, you know, because you ain't going to do it in your own college full stop. You need to go out and you need to connect to different organisations. I worked for SQA for years and various kind of doing various jobs and various committees for them, chairing things and leading mm. qualification development. I set up a couple of kind of national projects that, that got industry and, and colleges together, you know, and went out and convinced everybody to be a part of it, convinced colleges to be a part of it, convinced the funding council to support it and all that. And all these things were, I, I don't think I'd have got anywhere near doing these things if I hadn't seen, you know, Linda Mackay doing similar stuff, but, but Ian Ovens, the way that he just managed to make things happen. You know, I remember he was giving me a lift at one point to Stirling, you know, we'll go to some event in Stirling and I was going to a meeting the next day and with kind of head industry bodies. And uh, I said to him, I've got to meet with all these industry bodies and it's about this college project. I'm trying to get all the colleges together to support it. And I haven't really got all the colleges together. There's only two or three that seem interested in this, but I'm going to say, and he says to me, just tell them you've got them, Grant. You know, just you tell them you have got the colleges behind you, you know, because if you win these guys over, all the colleges will flood in, you know. So <laughs> it was just that be bold, you know, be bold, get out there, get out there, talk up the sector and, you know, you, you, you'll get there, you'll get people supporting you, you'll get that support to come. So there was, there was a kind of confidence in his approach, which I, you know, uh, learned, you know, it wasn't yeah. natural to me, but I kind of learned it from, from him, I think, you know, so. There's a, few, there's a few things coming out there. There's one, one is about authenticity as a leader. And mm -hmm. yeah. it sounds as if Ian was authentic, um, yeah. but also future thinking. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, you know, sounds a bit a bit fearless. You know, prepared to take risk, I should say, rather than fearless. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Absolutely. But right. there's something there's something else because I read a report recently, um, or it was a piece of research, and it was talking about leaders, about CEOs, and there was research done around what are the traits that are common among C mm -hmm. CEOs, and actually there was one that was outstanding, and it was political acumen. Mm -hmm. And it was knowing that, and, and for me, what you've explained there about when someone said, you know, just tell them they've got to get the, get the energy on board, get these people behind it. There's a bit of political acumen that comes into play there, isn't there? There's undoubtedly political acumen. You need to, you need to think through, you know, what are, whoever it is that you're trying to get on board, you know. Mm. I had a conversation this morning with a um, very influential kind of civil servant around a project that I'm involved in. And, you know, even now I'm thinking, right, you know, from her point of view, what is going to be successful here? What is really going to push her buttons in terms of getting involved with this project? You know, so you have to have your political eye antennae, you know, alert, and you have to really think things through. You know, if, I've also been in, in pretty disastrous conversations when I've gone in too, too cocky or, or assuming that people would be interested and you find that they're not really interested. You know, so, yeah, you, you need to be aware of what the interests of the people are that you are trying to get on board, you know, mm -hmm. and you need to be able to, you know, sell your idea, sell your college and sell whatever thing you're trying to you know make happen in a way that's really going to appeal to them and that takes a lot of thinking sometimes you know just because your college is good at something doesn't matter you know mm. if if you're going to sell something to somebody and you want their influence or you want investment you've got to tell them what, what your college is brilliant at but you've also got to tell them why that's absolutely critical for them and why it yeah. links into this latest piece of government thinking why it links into this latest piece of international thinking you know you need to actually push all of those buttons to kind of to, to get through, you know, and to get noticed and to get And I suppose, I, I suppose that applies at, at 
a number of levels, even if you're a first line manager, if you're a lecturer, if you're a support member of staff and you have an idea and you're passionate about something, you need to sell it by letting other people know how it, how it benefits them as well as you. And Absolutely. And, and you need to sell it within the context of the world that you're living in. You know, and I've seen loads of brilliant ideas and people have come and pitched great ideas to me in the college about, right, we should be doing this. You know, listen, yeah. thing, it's a really good idea, but actually the conditions probably aren't there for that to happen, that to happen, or that to happen. You know, so you have to sort of say to people, I don't, it's a great idea, but I don't think it's going to work. What you'll be able to do first is this, and then yeah. this, and then this, and then maybe your idea will come along. You know, so it's being realistic about what will actually work and, and, and trying to get people to kind of think through all the angles. You know, there a lot of people in the colleges that get carried away with their own enthusiasm about how fantastic things are, and they just assume that will translate to others and will mm -hmm. impress others. Now, you've got to think about how it r relates beyond your borders, you know, for it really to kind of impress other people and for it really to be meaningful for folk, you know? Oh, I, so, think, that's a, I think that's a real nugget, because I know in the past I've been passionate about things and really driven, um, and some of them took off and some of them didn't, and I was thinking, yeah. oh, no. But as you say, it's just that bigger picture and seeing how it fits in and being able to communicate it. And, and yeah, and, and the way that you do that, the way that you can get good at that is just by being interested, you know, and then reading and thinking and following. It's, a lot of it is boring work, you know, but, you know, if, if a big report comes out from the funding council or the government or something, read it. You don't have to read the whole lot. Scan it, you know, pick up the ideas. Which way is the world moving with this? Yeah. You know? And and begin to adopt those ideas, adopt the language, adopt the ways of, of operating, you know, and and you can you can soon build the skills that allow you to really connect in other people and connect in other organizations and, and take take ideas beyond your own, you know, beyond your own world. And, yeah. And so I've heard you talk about other leaders who were inspirational. Um and there you're talking about make sure you read, make sure you learn, make sure you're, you you get to know what that bigger bigger picture is. In terms of your own leadership journey, what else helped that? I think I think the fact that you know I was working in in a good college with good people, you know, it helps. You know, I think the fact that um, a couple of people I think recognised that I had kind of talent or some, you know, that I could actually help mm. develop things and make things work and all that was good. And and the college itself was a good one. I think that so there's there's a there's a lot of areas where you can find help if you can target the right people and just get to know them and, and, and understand them. You know, you can find it, you can learn just so much from other people and just from how they work, you know. But I think one of the one of the best lessons of all is do not get sucked in to those who can't see the way forward. You know, colleges, all organizations are full of people who can really push it on and really make it work and really make it mm -hmm. happen. But also they're full of a lot of people who are maybe great at their job, you know, great teachers, mm -hmm. great administrators, whatever, but they become quite kind of jaded and they become quite cynical and they can't see the way forward. And I've seen a lot of good people in my time getting sucked into that you know, and sucked into that it'll never work kind of syndrome, you know, mm. why bother trying that? I tried to do that 10 years ago and it didn't work, you know. There's there's a mindset that you have to avoid at all costs, you know. Colleges are big, complicated people, uh, complicated places. You know, yeah. the history of, of trying to make things happen in the college sector is complicated. You know, we, 
you know, we tend to find ourselves on the receding end of cuts of, of regionalization and all that. It's been better in the last kind of couple of years, but you know, there was a lot of years there where it looked like the world was against the college sector and you were never going to make things happen, you know. Mm. And at times projects fell apart and at times other partners let you down, at times you found you'd read it wrong, you know. And but the the temptation to get disappointed and to say, well that's that, you know, this is never going to work. This is just rubbish. Avoid it at all costs. If you're a leader, you have to continue to see that way forward, no matter how disappointing things have happened. No matter mm -hmm. if some decision comes in that you've built up a project for three years, you've got everybody in the right place, and then a decision comes down the line that knocks it sideways. You know, don't be disappointed. You know, that mm -hmm. happens. You know, it happens in life, it happens in big organizations, it happens in the political world, you know. So do not let yourself be disappointed. Always look for the next thing always look for the next idea. Have two or three in your back pocket so there's always something else that can come along and get you excited and get you moving, you know. So have I got you right in terms of saying that one of the things that you need to do as a leader is to build resilience so that you can actually just take that, well, not take that as a hit and get, you know, and just get down about something if it's not working or it's not taken off or if something lets you down, but you build the resilience to kind of say, right, let's look for the next, let's look to the future. Than what is the big picture? What is the big picture? Don't lose sight of the big picture. You know, you'll get, you will get bumps along the way and you'll get things that don't work. But, you know, mm -hmm. what is your absolute big picture? You know, and my big picture was always, you know, I want the college to be, you know, one of the leading colleges in terms of performance. I want us to be known as innovators. I want, I want to encourage all the people that have got ideas to use those ideas. You know, mm -hmm. I want to gather people around me and get the people going who really want to get a buzz out of working in a college and making it happen. You know, mm -hmm. and so that that was always the game and, and it was let's grow let's grow let's grow let's never retreat you know and let's 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 look for the next thing all the time sometimes there's people in my own college who were like oh you know not another <laughs> initiative you know <laughs> um, and there's it, it takes all sorts in, in a successful management team and a successful executive team you know and there are people who just want to get stuff done and, and are brilliant at process and brilliant at actually making things happen and you know I, I early on you know I remember somebody saying to me yeah you're all about just building a project and then you leave it and you go on to something else and it's like but yeah but the point is you know building something up and getting people running it and then you move on to something else is fine because it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't done it you know yeah. and so you need to do it and you need to be constantly looking for what's the next thing and what's the next thing, what's the next thing and have a range of next things, you know, that you're pushing on, you know, it's a, and that way you don't get jaded, you know, that way if out of five big ideas, two get knocked back, three get knocked back, you've still got two, you know, you've mm. still got two to push on with, you know, and uh, never get disappointed, you know, you'll get disappointed with people, you'll get disappointed with organisations because, you know, you get let down, but just do not let that become the defining characteristic you crack on you know and uh, and so far so far we've spoken about sort of leading projects leading an organization that mm -hmm. um that type of leading but when it comes to leading people mm -hmm. yeah tell us a bit about yeah. that I, I think it's about it's about understanding them and it's about understanding what drives them and it's about trying to make sure that you're getting the right person in the right slot you know and and that comes through talking and talking talking, 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 and beginning to understand who the doers are and beginning to understand who the ones that will actually deliver. And spotting them early in their careers, I think, is, mm -hmm. is so important. You know, if you can see 
the doers and the ones who are the problem solvers and the ones who will actually get on and do it, find a way to promote them. You know, find a way to get them into influential positions as quickly as you possibly can. You know, now that sounds quite tough, and it, but it sometimes means inventing things. It doesn't always mean getting rid of people. Not at all. You know, people come and people go. You know, but if you get, if you begin to spot, I mean, there was a period just um, uh, before I retired, about six or eight months or so before I left the college, or maybe it was just uh, maybe a bit longer than that, maybe a year before I left the college. But I remember being in a room with a group of the kind of lot of people who were just into senior management, you know, and just listening to them talking. And they were talking about, right, we tried that last year, that didn't work, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Now, if I do that, you'll have to do that, you'll have to connect to that. Da, 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 da. And the energy and the sense of natural improvers being in management positions just kind of struck me, you know, and they were all in the late 30s, you know, and I actually thought, you've cracked it, <laughs> you know, job done, <laughs> because that's the people, they are the people who are going to take on the college in the next 10, 15, 20 years and make sure it stays where it is, you know. Mm. So developing people is absolutely critical. And if you're a principal, the way you develop them is by giving them time. You know, the most important thing you can give them is time. That is like talking to them, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you know, earnest life lessons, but just talking to them, talking about what they're doing, talking about the college, showing them the attention, showing them that you really care, showing them that you think they're good. You know, mm. and telling them that the think the work they're doing is really good. It's the best possible way to encourage people on. You know, mm -hmm. any time they do something great, tell them. You know, go and seek them out. You know, write them a note. You know. And what about so that that's kind of leading so that you're developing future leaders. What about the people who maybe don't want to be leaders? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think those who don't want to be leaders, you need to develop the narrative that they at least accept, you know? They might not buy into it and say, I want to be a leader in this organization and I'm going to, I'm going to sing the college song and I'm going to become, you know, 100% committed to it, you know? But if you can, even with those that are really tough to reach, you know, and those that are determinedly anti-management, you know, um, you still have to talk to them and you still have to say to them, this is why we're doing what we're doing, you know? Mm. And I, the way I always, uh, characterize most things were that thing I said earlier on about trying to always make the college grow, trying to make it bigger. Where's the next idea that'll make it bigger? Where can we get additional credits from the funding council? Where can we get resource to grow and grow and grow? You know, if I found that the you know there were there were a couple of black holes in the college like serious black holes and I would take any opportunity to get down and, and talk to them and, and and get them in a room. And I remember we launched a couple of kind of big um project things that we launched I remember saying well let's launch it with this group first or that group first so that you could go in and actively confront the kind of the uh, the difficulties that people would put in your path you know mm. and I would not you know, the way that I tried to do it with with you know difficult staff was just the purpose of this is to make the college grow the purpose of this is to keep you in a job the purpose of this is to keep your kids in a job and to be taking more people on and be making sure that far more people than can benefit from the college now can benefit from the college in the future. That's why we're doing this, you know. So the you need to nail the overall purpose of this is, you know, and if you can sell it as being something positive for them and for everybody else, then you'll 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 have a chance. I mean, but I mean it's not all selling positive and big ideas, you know. I've had to run um savings plans you know where 
And in fact, for about three years, that was all it did. You know, you say, right, we have to start this year, seven million pounds. It's terrible, but we've just got to do it, you know. Yeah. And then next year, sorry, folks, again, we're having to save a million pounds, you know. And you just have to get out there and be honest, open, you know, and, and but, you know, keep a kind of an idea alive about where you want the college to go. You know, we're needing yeah. to do this because we need to put, push it forward and, and we need to maintain our, our, our reputation. We need to push it on in this area. So it's dealing with those who are uh, difficult or dealing with those that have got no stake in it is it's just psychology you know you need to think through how am I going to get these people on site and you won't win you know you won't get them on site mm. but if you can get them not being actively oppositional then that's maybe the best you can get you know yeah. and, and that's okay because there's enough people being positive normally yeah. in a cause keep you going yeah and um, so what I hear you saying really strongly there is that you know it's not about individuals it's not about you or it's not about any individual it's yeah. about that shared common purpose it's you know yeah. what are you there for and yeah. trying to make sure that you achieve that rather than meet everybody's individual needs and listen to, to yeah absolutely and, try to address and, and, the stuff that individuals aren't happy with yeah exactly and the thing to do is you can't do that often enough and i said that to people i spent loads of time you know actually talking to groups of staff like inordinate amounts of time you know mm. we would do briefings kind of three four times a year and because we're multi-campus we'd do it three times in each campus so I was doing you know kind of summer kind of presentation maybe 11 12 times over the course of a fortnight or something like you know just to go right. in but, but I would nearly always talk about the successes of the college what we mm. developed and basically say that's you that's done this you know it's not me you know you've done this you know the fact that we are known as innovators and learning and teaching that's absolutely nothing to do with me you know yeah. that's you you know you are the ones that are getting the great results with the students you're the ones that are face to face with the students that have got all kinds of difficulties and you're solving the problems and you're getting them through you know you are gold dust you know you are magic you know mm. the, the magic in this college happens between the teachers and the and the, the students you know because yeah. if they're successful you're doing your job properly and, and that, that's where the, the strengths of the college come from. Go out and you can't tell people that often enough, you know? Yeah. And you, you'll, the, the time you devote to doing that is the best time you'll spend, you know, in terms of trying to lead a college and have people actually go with you, you know? Don't spend all your time talking to politicians, you know, don't spend all your time talking to the funding council government. Speak to your own staff as often yeah. as you possibly can. And, you know, with a thousand staff across, you know, five different campuses, it's dead hard. But just you've just got to put even more time into doing it. Yeah. And just to finish up then, so there's some lovely bits of there's some lovely nuggets there for me. The thing about being authentic and being honest and being politically astute and really to you know being able to identify the people who have ideas and who have the energy and you know nurturing them, but also giving other people a voice and 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 letting them know that what the purpose is and what the you know the, the yeah. collective yeah. intention is so just to finish up if you were to if you were to give some real advice or guidance to young leaders that are coming up now and they're going to be facing these you know the challenges that we've got that yeah. we've never seen anything like it before what would yeah. be the just the key nuggets of advice that you want to give tough. that's tough it's tough to kind of summarize it you know they need to watch and learn, you know, they need to watch people who are really good, you know, watch people who are really good and learn, you know, and be prepared to change. Don't 
get fixed ideas about what leadership in the college sector is going to be like, or it's like this now, therefore it's going to be like this in 10 years time, because it, it won't be, you know, things are changing to such an extent, you know, the, the, the amount of time people now need to talk in partnership. I noticed, I noticed that um, Dumfries and Galloway and Borders College have launched a kind of joint digital initiative. You know, I mean, a few years ago, colleges didn't do joint initiatives like that. You know, <laughs> they were competing for students, you know. So the world changes quickly. So try to get yourself into the position where you're predicting that change, you know, where you're thinking, right, I think this is where this is going to lead. So let's start doing that, you know. So try and get ahead of the game. You know, look around you, learn, learn from the people that are good, learn from the projects that are good, and really try to get ahead of the game. Try to get at the forefront of thought in in, in, in the sector. You know, and if you can, if you get a chance of getting anywhere near that, you get a chance to talk to people who are doing that kind of stuff. Then you'll learn, and then you'll see how the world is changing and how you can fit into that and and and, and make it work. So it's it's about looking forward, looking forward, mm. absorbing, you know, learning looking forward and trying to think what, what, you know, often, often if you think, I think it'd be a really good idea, this happened, right? Well, that is the idea then, you know, what, what do you need to do to make that happen? You know, and go off and do it, you know, go yeah. off and do it, you know? Yeah. I heard someone talk about leadership and they said, um, the future is on the horizon. And, and if we look, we can see it. Mm. Uh, if we wait for it to come, then it, you know, we need to be on that horizon. That's where we need to be looking and that's where we need to be focusing our yeah. energies. We need to be pushing on, you know. And uh, I remember, you know, one of the times I launched something in the college, right, we're going to do this. It was almost like staff, some staff were like, this is like initiative overload, you know. And it's like, yeah, but actually, you know, if we don't push that on, if we don't push that forward, we'll start going backwards, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, be on the front foot, you know, in terms of, and I, I kind of, I go right back to where I started there talking about Linda Mackay, you know, in this tiny wee department in the college, which she'd only been in for two minutes, you know, mm. and, uh, but she was demanding, she was bringing people in, national people in, and all this kind of stuff, she was running exhibitions for them with the work that was going on, she was just pushing on, you know, and it, it struck me that, as I said, you know, that, the confidence in what you're doing, confidence to put it in front of people, and confidence to go for the next thing, is mm -hmm. that that I to me that that's what marks out kind of real leaders, you know? It's good taking people with you at the same time, obviously, but yeah. you know, that, yeah. going for the next thing and being able to kind of shift everybody with you is, is so important. Okay, well, I think that has been the fastest half an hour that I've had um, in a very long time, and it, I've, it, it flies by, that's for sure, it does, doesn't it? And I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I really appreciate those little nuggets that you've given and, and the honesty. Um, and just the fact that you've come on and you've had to share those little bits of wisdom. Not at all. Not at all. It's a, it is genuinely a pleasure to do it, you know. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, you know, working with CDN is, is really good. And the opportunity to talk to people and the opportunity to talk to people who are starting their journey and people who are really thinking about it and all that is great. It, it's, a, yeah. it's a great thing to do, you know. And I mean, you can only, you can only throw ideas out at people. You know, people have to kind of find their own way, you know, and they have to find their own kind of style and their own, yeah. their, their own drivers. You know, but, uh, at, at CDN, one of the things that we've been doing, Grant, is we've been working with the Nomadic School of Business and we've been working on the Preparing for Executive Leadership Programme. We've had a Maasai elder come and tell us about yeah. leadership and how it works in his community. Uh, and he said, you know, there is no such thing as retiring. 
you know, a, a Maasai elder never retires because they have all the wisdom. What the elder does is they, they hand out their feathers of wisdom. So I think that's beautiful because that's what you're doing just now. And it's oh, yeah. great that it's great that you're, you're continuing to do that with CDN and in other ways, because I know you're involved in a lot of other things. But yeah. that, all that wisdom that you've gathered, that you're prepared to pass out those feathers to the I agree, stuff. Yeah, I quite like that comparison to a Maasai elder. I'll have that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much. Um, okay, well, thank you, Laura. Thank you. Best of luck. Okay, cheers. Bye.